0: Love Talk Radio. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Time now for the Gridiron Stud Show. You know you're all American. I'm actually now. i right? actually. I can do it now. You can do it now? Yeah, I can do it. I'm trying to focus on my position. With your host. Chad Wilson. It hey, ain't hey. no mistake. You got in the mix. Bringing you high school, college, and NFL talk. I don't rap discipline. <laughs> you all need more discipline. True discipline. Come on, awesome. get a grip. Call us on the show today. Don't no, no, get no. out of my face with that crazy no, that's stuff. That's the number to call. 3 633 9365. <laughs> if y'all got to take y'all know that! <laughs> or you can reach us on Twitter at Gridiron Studs. Come and get some. And now, your host, Chad
1: Wilson. Oh, uh.
0: I guess that's me. I'm Chad Wilson. It's ten oh one here on a Friday on the Gridiron Stud Show.
2: It uh it's gonna be more of a high school. Uh, edition of the Gridiron Stud Show here as we talk uh, high school football and the championships uh, in the state of Florida as well as we'll try and touch on some around the country as it gets down to the end here and uh, we try to crown champions in uh, high school football. Hard to believe football season's pretty much over in the state of Florida as well as many places around the country. That this went kind of fast. I don't know if anyone else agrees with me on that. This season did not drag on. It was uh, went at a blistering pace, and here we are down to the final weekend in the state of Florida, Class 5A through 8A. Takes to the field tonight and tomorrow to uh, settle up, close some accounts. Actually, the 5A championship game goes down this afternoon, I want to say around 1 o'clock. We'll get confirmation on that with uh, Joshua Wilson, who joins me at uh, half past the hour to talk about the what went on last week in Class 1A through 4A in the state of Florida and also preview the matchups that we have coming in Class 5A through 8A in the state of Florida. What else is going on around the country? Let's take a look at some rankings. It's been a while since I've done this. I kind of kissed off the rankings at Max Preps early in the year. Kind of got irritated when uh, American Heritage beat. IMG And somehow IMG remained in front of American Heritage. Kind of lost some credibility there with me. But I'll give them a second shot. So let's take a look at the top 20 in the country. I'm not going to do the uh, Freeman rankings. I think Freeman's drunk. Might need to go into the concussion protocol. Just hasn't, you know, uh, I'm canceling that guy out, putting an X on him like fractions. Going to cancel him out. We'll stick with the uh, Max Preps Excellent 25. Number one in the country is Centennial. Got to be impressed with what they did. The team out of Corona went out and just absolutely mashed last week. I mean, who really saw that one coming? I mean, we know they're a good football team, but they went out last week and uh, to say did some things. They did some things. Wasn't a blowout. But they went out and put up 62 points on St. John Bosco. I mean, that's—I mean, they've been on an absolute tear offensively. This West Coast, Southern California football, though, it does have a—it does have a Big 12 feel to it. Not a whole lot of defense being played, a ton of offense though. Let me give you the scores for Corona in the in the postseason. First round was at Chaminade, 70 to 29. Nothing like kicking off the playoffs with a 70-point output. 70-29 to 29 over Chaminade. And for you locals down here, Chaminade is uh, a school that uh, your quarterback, Brad Kaya from the University of Miami, attended. Yeah, they got bounced out of the playoffs, 70-29 to 29 by this Corona Centennial team. Then they went and took on Orange Lutheran, 49-27 win there. Then next week, battled with Modern Day. They had a, a, a playoff low 42 points they won 42 36 and then uh last week i mean if you're into points that was the game to go to they played that one at angels stadium beating st john bosco 62 to 52 and slid uh centennial to the top of the max preps excellent 25 number two hole and strong is bishop gorman bishop gorman's been a staple in this uh In these rankings for quite some time. I believe they are your champs out there. As uh, they won last week. Beat Liberty 62-21. Tate Martell, your quarterback. uh, And a damn good one. uh, Leading the offense to some points there. 62-21 was their final score in uh, their contest. And how about that? They lose their coach last year. He becomes a head coach at UNLV. And uh next guy steps in, and it's uh, business as usual for them. Matter of fact, their coach, Sanchez, wins uh, like a, a Coach of the Year award from Max Preps. Number three is Colquitt County out of Moultrie, Georgia. Number four is Allen, Texas. They have uh, stadium fame, but they happen to be a pretty damn good football team as well. They're not just all about glitz and glamour and stadiums. They are in the Texas State Championship game. That is tonight. Taking on Westlake. They're another team putting up big points. No one's playing defense in high school football, man. These spread offenses and uh hurry up offenses and quarterback centric stuff leading to uh quite a bit of points being scored, just to give you an idea for Allen, Texas, they won last week their semifinal to get to this championship game. 48-27, before that 36-11, 41-40, and 50-14, points being scored. Points being scored. It's hurtful to my eyes as a a defensive guy. Just defense be damned in all this. Number five, the aforementioned St. John Bosco. I mean, this is a wonderful world we live in. You get to give up 62 points in a playoff loss and remain ranked in the top 10 in the country. Got to be some people with a problem with that. Katy, Texas is number six. Take a quick look at what Katy's been doing here in the postseason. They're playing in the state championship finals. That goes down tomorrow. Well, they've been playing some defense, so have no fear. There's some defense being played. They beat Manville last week, 35-17. Prior to that, they beat Friendswood, 66 nothing. Cypress Ranch, they beat 59-20, and they opened up their playoffs against Westside with a 77 nothing win. So, Katie, playing some uh, defense out there. Number seven, uh, IMG, you know who they are? The uh, National Recruiting Network <laughs> for high school football. Uh, they are, they're holding in there in the max preps. Excellent 25 at number seven. They finished their season off with a forfeit. How about Triple A Academy decided we're not going out there to play this team? Not doing it. Happy to say uh, my American Heritage team only won to deal IMG a loss this year. Number eight, De La Salle. Their claim to fame is the uh, longest running streak of victories in uh, high school history. They're still winning over there at Concord De La Salle. They've got a game, and it's uh, against Corona Centennial. We'll see how long uh, all that winning continues. They're another team putting up points. Beat Foothill last week, 35 to nothing, to get to this point. Prior to that, 70 to 14 versus Pittsburgh, and beat California High School 47 to nothing to open up the playoffs. Concord De La Salle. They're still winning out there. St. Edwards out of Lakewood, Ohio, Ohio, making appearance in this thing. Guess they're your state champs. Beat Stowe, Monroe Falls, forty-five to seven. You know, if you're in these state championship finals, you're you know you're in these rankings. You're scoring points. Number ten, Roswell, Georgia. Number eleven, male out of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Number twelve, Trinity Christian Academy, pretty good football team. Out of Jacksonville, Dematha. A chance to see them up close and personal this year. They're number 13, Gilman, out of Baltimore. Number 14, number 15, St. Thomas Aquinas, who's going for their championship tonight. We'll talk about that with Joshua Wilson again coming up at half past the hour. Loyola Academy out of Wilmette, Illinois, number 16. Number 17, Center Grove out of Greenwood, Indiana. Number 18, Steele out of Cibolo, Texas. Number 19 is Eastside Catholic out of Samash, Washington. And number 20, Lake Travis, Austin, Texas. Now, yeah, uh, I know I get this all the time after I give out these rankings. I get folks asking me, you know, uh, how are these teams ranked ahead of some of these teams down in the South and South Florida and Texas? Hey, look. If you don't realize by now that all rankings are basically uh, business, then I don't know what to tell you. This is about a business, folks. All right? They've got to, they can't, it can't all be South Florida. It's just not how that goes. You got it? So, if you don't rank teams from Illinois and Indiana and uh, Washington, then, you know, no one pays attention to max preps. Just the folks in Florida and Texas, and I don't know how many subscriptions uh, to your premium content you're getting out of the state of Florida. Kind of stuck up down here when it comes to that. Texas as well, probably. Well, I don't know. They sleep, eat, and breathe football there in Texas. Man, they probably are buying some of the premium Offerings that they have there on max prep so listen um, as a business model you do need to spread out those rankings same deal that goes on with ranking players across the country you could possibly legitimately go through the top 100 players in the country whether your rival scout 247 and uh, pack that thing up with 80 to 90 players from the state of florida texas and california but it's not good for business If you're not including kids from Maryland, uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, and don't get me wrong, these places do have legitimate top-shelf football players, just not to the depth of the three uh, states that I named. Which is why I say you could legitimately go in a top 100 and have 80 of those kids come from those three states, Texas, California, and Florida. But if you don't spread that thing out a little more even, uh, you're going to lose probably some subscribers to your premium content if you're, you know, again, any of those big three recruiting outfits. So you guys understand the business model now? Stop getting all hung up about these rankings. Okay, it's business. You guys do understand that, right? It's business, so come on. Deal with it. That's how the story goes. All right, you know I'm a little fond of West Coast football, even though they're not playing much defense out there. But you do get some pretty good football games. Some exciting football games. Remember, my father and I used to love to stay up and watch the uh, WAC conference games. When I was uh, younger, when I was a teen, you get San Diego State taking on Colorado State or something like that. You're gonna get some offense. You get some pretty funny stuff going on because they got that offense thing. Hey, passing offenses, you can get that out west. No doubt about that. They've got the South beat on that. They've got the state of Florida beat on that. So for some of you South Florida coaches that just think you're so prolific in being able to throw to football, I'm telling you, out West, they've uh, had a pretty serious head start on that. This dates back, you know, this predates me. Predates my high school days. And uh, every year that's further and further away. No doubt about that. I can turn them back time here. So, yeah, they can uh, pitch and catch out there. You're going to get some wide receivers. You're going to get some quarterbacks, which is why I'm not angry. I'm not one of these guys that says the University of Miami needs to stay in state to get a quarterback. Not necessarily true. You want to head out to California and grab a guy like a Brad Kaya, I'm all in favor of it. They're still pumping out quarterbacks in Western PA. Go get them. In Ohio, go get them. He can come down and throw the ball to the uh, very athletic wide receivers and hand it off to the very tough and athletic running backs that we seem to breed down here. I don't think your entire roster needs to come from Florida, South Florida. That's not necessary. Sometimes you got to step out of the state and grab what you need. That's how you put the best team together. That's how it was done here uh, during the big-time years. Jim Kelly, Western PA, Vinny Testaverde, New Yorker, Northeast, Bernie Kozar. Where the heck was Bernie from? Wasn't from Florida, I'll guarantee you that. Gino Toretta, California. I mean, it is what it is. If that works, it works. So out west, uh, the section, and listen, in a state of California that is big, huge, terms of land you can't just have a you know one big state championship got to do multiple breakups and you know the section that and most people pay attention to is the pac five division out in california because you know like south florida southern california probably pumps out the most exciting prospects it's the breeding ground out west it's the supplier and a lot of it comes from uh Pac 5 division. I mean, that's where you get Corona Centennials, where you get Modern Day and Sarah High School, Bishop Amat, St. John Bosco. They all compete in this Pac 5 division. And the Pac 5 division champion is a Centennial. As I told you, they won 62 52 over St. John Bosco. St. John Bosco got there. By beating Bishop of Mott, I mean to beat the stuffing out of a pretty good Bishop of Mott team, 63-10. to 10. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, Centennial beat Modern Day to get there, 42-36. Along the way of Sarah was beaten by Modern Day 28-27. For those of you who care. So what they do out there is they have these divisions and uh, they find a champion for the divisions. And then they do like a bowl championship series type deal. And uh, in the uh, open division, you're going to get Centennial, Corona Centennial, taking on Concord de La Salle. That game, uh, according to Max Preps' is showing, is taking place on next weekend. That's going to be next Saturday. Certainly one to uh, keep an eye on. Two of uh, the Titans, two very good football teams this season, doing battle. There. So that's how it's going down in the state of California. I'm going to take a quick break. The high school football talk will continue here on the Gridiron Stud Show. Be back right after this. (laughs)
0: And all of this paperwork. Are you a business owner and you're buried under a mountain of paperwork? You need an MVP on your team and that MVP is MVP Business Concierge Services. They know that sometimes paperwork can get in between you and your customers. Why not spend the time doing what it is you do best? Getting new customers, handling the ones that you have now and while you're doing that you can have an MVP working for you. We know that tax season is the busiest time of the year for business owners. No more missing deadlines and getting IRS penalties for late filing. MVP Business Concierge Services will do all the hard work for you. They will streamline your payroll, streamline your finances, and have you on track. With trustworthy advisors that are very reliable, they will take the hard work away from you and get you back into what it is you're doing best. How do you get this MVP on your team? You call right now, 844-696-8722, 844 my or send an email to info at mymvp.cc, and get an MVP on your team today. To so all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges?
2: We're back on a Friday here on the Gridiron Stud show, continuing our high school football talk because it is Friday night, Friday night lights. Yesterday we hit college and NFL football. We talked Gators and Seminoles there yesterday. And uh, Wednesday had the recruiting roundtable show. Just a reminder that uh, any of you can catch any of the previous shows if you missed them, if you missed the recruiting roundtable show, if you missed yesterday's uh, NFL and college football preview show. Uh, you can go to gridironstudshow.com, that's gridironstudspluralshow.com, and uh, you'll see a list of all of the archive shows there, and you could listen to uh, any of the shows done previously here on the show it goes way back, and uh, you can catch up, but if you're listening live now, we appreciate it, we thank you for making us a featured show on Blog Talk Radio, but uh, continuing on with the playoff discussion, uh, out in Texas, in Texas, they have six classifications out there. It goes from 1A to 6A. The little twist out there, though, is they have a Division One and a Division Two for each one of those classifications. So in total, you, you basically have 12 divisions of things out there in Texas. And so uh, let me talk a little bit about the biggest division, which is Class... 6A Division 2, and it involves the Katy, Texas team that I spoke about in the uh, Max Preps Excellent 25. They're taking on Steel tomorrow night, Alamo Stadium. And this is the semifinal for the right to go to the championship and uh, play that game next weekend. They will face the winner of Mansfield versus Lake Travis. So uh, a lot of teams in Texas. And, uh, it's, you know, everyone knows... How important football is in Texas. I'd love to know the attendance that you get to these games. I think that's something I'm going to need to look up just to piss people off. You know what? Might dig into that a little bit while I'm uh, sitting on here with you guys. But yeah, they love their football, love their high school football in Texas. Don't mess with Texas when it comes to attending those high school football games. They pack them in. And so uh, I would love to know what they what they get for attendance in there. I thought I posted that last year. It was a really crazy number. Certainly no. I think their attendance to one of those games probably equals uh, the entire amount of folks that will come watch the 5A through 6A championships for the state of Florida this entire weekend in uh at the Citrus Bowl. I mean, I hate to say that, but you know, it is what it is. So I'm trying to search this stuff up, not really finding it, but you know, it's amazing the uh, kind of attendance that they get. It's it's lovely. All right, here. This is from uh, what is this? 2013. In 2013, I'm just going to read this article for you here, really quick. And you have to think that the attendance gets higher every year. The Class 5A Division One, Class 5A Division One State Championship between Allen and Pearland at the time. Drew 54,347 fans to AT&T Stadium. <laughs> I, folks, that's, that might be twice the amount of people that go to see Class 1A through 8A combined in the state of Florida at the Citrus Bowl over the course of the two weekends in which it takes to settle up on those things. I'm going to say it again. fifty-four thousand three hundred forty-seven thousand people showed up to AT&T Stadium. I mean, that beats several bowls. I mean, you're going to have many bowl games that will not achieve that number. So, they love their high school football in the state of Texas. And... uh You know what that means? That means high salaries for your coaches. I know that angers some folks down here in South Florida. I mean, don't be angry. It is what it is. Folks attend games out there. Seems to be a problem we have. Getting attendance to athletic events down this way for whatever whatever reason that is i mean there's there are many theories but we just don't get it we don't get it like texas i'm gonna tell you that right now not the state championship games i think that's something i'm gonna have to follow closely i'll update you folks on twitter as it relates to that so yeah that was a number In uh, 2013, 54,347 people attended. Unbelievable. Allen High School, just some interesting information on them. Again, we know much about uh, their stadium. Stadium that they had put up uh, a number of years ago. The richest high school football stadium that there is. Stadium cost $60 million, folks. Wrap your mind around that. $60 million stadium cost. 18000 is the capacity for the stadium. I'm sure they've sold that out multiple times. They're probably sold out for years to come there. If any of our uh, local schools down here in South Florida can get a chance to head out there, it would be a great thing. let go out there and play a football game in front of 18,000 people. Which would be nothing, considering uh, you can give 54,000 people to a football game out in Texas. I mean, are you sick of hearing about this yet? 54,000 people plus attended the state, of champion, the state championship game in 2013. One of them. That was just for one of those games, okay? And they have several of these. So you high school football coaches down here, just imagine imagine the kind of salaries uh, that could be commanded if you got attendance like that. And I don't even know what they charge there. You know, they, they probably, I would guess, probably charge 20 bucks to come in there. That's a million-plus off that one day to be divvied up among the schools, and I'm sure the state gets their cut. But even if the state took something like 30% off of that, you're talking about a good $700,000 split up between the two schools. You could throw a little change the coach's way. Yeah, I know. It makes you want to puke, doesn't it? It is what it is, friends. High school football is popular. Well, it's popular down here, too, even though we don't attend it like the folks out in Texas. And uh, since it is time to talk some high school football, uh, no better person to have on than uh, my next guy, Joshua Wilson from Florida hsfootball.com. You think we'll get fifty-four thousand people, Josh, to any one of these football
1: games uh, over the next day. Uh, fat chance. <laughs> fat chance. Do and you? By, I don't buy, the do you? Well, go ahead. Well, I'm going to answer your. I'm going to answer your question on the ticket cost, and this is this is what will shock you on the thing because I just pulled it up. Now they it's it's you know for for most of their games they, they do it by day, so you pay 15 dollars $15, and you mm-hmm. simply watch all the games for that day. That's oh, not a bad whereas, deal. It's not a bad no, deal. No, considering considering you have to pay per ticket here per session. That means basically each game is a session. That means you have to exit okay. the stadium, come back in, and pay twelve dollars more.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a bum deal, man. Uh, you know, but I think those folks now see those folks out in Texas. I think would would they would do what it is we're we're asking them to do here in the state of Florida. No sweat. So oh, yeah. you know. There's a reward for attendance, I guess, out there in Texas. Here you buy it. that just makes sense to me, though, Josh. I mean, I know we want to make some money, but it just makes sense to me, quite frankly, um, as a consumer. I'm going to take off my coach hat. Uh, you know, I'm going to move myself away from it. It makes sense to me as a, as a businessman. That me, the consumer, walks in there and I could pay to, you know, reentry. I can come there huh. in the afternoon, watch a game, and my ticket's good when I want to come back at night. Otherwise, hey, once I leave out of there, there's just so much space in between. Once I leave out of there, I'm good. I'm out. I'm not, I'm not coming back. I'm not going to leave the stadium, turn around, and pay you another fifteen, twenty dollars to come back in there. It doesn't right, make sense. Right, and that's
1: what, me, and, 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 and I don't understand why they don't do that here, considering that it would it would make so much more. And and another thing is. The time frames of these games, how they, they do it in Texas compared to Florida, and I'll explain, I mean, it's like, they, you know, they have, they, they, you know, it's a schedule. this is their schedule for next, because their state championships are next week. This is their schedule for next Thursday. See, maybe it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday on their games. Next Thursday, mm-hmm. there's four games, 10, 1, 5, and 8. I times. mean, that's awesome. It's an, You know what it is, Josh? They've
2: set it up as like an event. They've created it to a way like, okay, you know what? This is this is this is an event. This is like this is like going to Disney World. This is something we're going to plan for now. But if you're telling me I got to go, I'm going to watch this one game, of course, that I'm interested in. Maybe a son, on you know, a nephew, somebody's playing. Yeah, I'm going to go see that game. But if you're telling me I got to leave, then come back in, and you're going to bang me again to go see two teams where I don't really have a strong interest in. Well, no relative is playing. You know, wait, I'm, I'm going
1: to you're, you're getting them in the car and going. Say "See you later."
2: Yeah, right. I'm, I'm out. You know, uh, but you, you want to draw interest here, so um, interest might, you know, you want to show someone the product, and exactly. I don't know if I'm there. While I'm there, I might buy a drink, I might buy a hot dog, I might buy a T-shirt for crying out loud. But if you're asking me to go to the parking lot and think about whether or not I want to come back in, you already know what the answer is. I don't know. You no. and I should get in there and run this thing, shouldn't we, Josh? Let's just go take over FHSAA <laughs> and get this thing, <laughs> get this thing done right. All right. Yep. Nevertheless, it is what it is, man. Uh, but we're gonna have some games going down here, and some, you know, thank God we play good football here on the field um, to uh, overcome some of the uh, planning madness that we have. Uh, it starts. What do we got? And you know, I, I need you to to get us right on this. I'll, the first game's you. gonna be the five A game,
1: right? Five A game at one. Five A game at one o seven this afternoon. I mean, uh, Bishop Moore and Watalla. Who saw that coming?
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, Bishop Moore put a scare in American Heritage last year, so it's not inconceivable that they would make it here, but at the beginning of the year no one had these two teams. This was not the matchup no, anyone
1: had. This, no, I had I had like North Marion versus American Heritage Plantation. I mean that was my matchup.
2: Yeah, and I think a t- I think 80 percent, 90 percent of the people out there had that some form of that, whether it was Hallendale or American Heritage, um, you know, against North Marion. I think that's what most people were saying. So uh, lo and behold, as they say, that's why they played the a game. So it's Bishop Moore and Wakulla. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? What, what what can we expect to see in this game here coming up in in uh, just under three hours?
1: Well, I would look for I would look for a lot of running for one thing because that seems to be what the, the teams like to do is run it up the gut, run it in. And another thing, you know, looking at Wakala, you, you, you oh yeah, you got you got Sleepy French, you know, who's a big, you, he's the big gunslinger, and you know he's got he's got his hmm. wide receivers, but they Wakala does like to run the ball too. So you know, it's a matter of. Who, who can run the ball and who can shove it down each other's throats the most is going to win that game, probably.
2: Yeah, I guess we're looks, looking at a pretty looks, physical like. contest taking place here between I, I these part, two teams.
1: Physical contest, and see, here, here's the difference that i think is going to come down to it. This is why some people thinking, oh, Bishop Moore's going to win this because, all oh, they played a little bit better schedule. But, see, this is Bishop Moore's first time in 45 years playing for state championship since they won it in 1970. So, you know, that's took quite a bit of time from, from playing for from, for from one in, you know, 70 to 2015. Wacala right, sure. was here just a few years ago, so Wacala has the experience. Wacala knows what it's like. You know, they're, they're not intimidated, and I think this is where it kind of leans towards Wacala's advantage to basically kind of win this game, but... Hey, it's basically pretty much a home game for Bishop Moore because hey, they're five minutes down the street from the Citrus Bowl, so they're going to be probably bringing a ton of fans in for a one o'clock game. Right. Usually, you don't see a ton of fans for a one o'clock game, but mm. this is probably what's going to happen here. So
2: yeah, I'm all for fans, man. Let's just get let's just get the interest going here uh in in the uh, in the state of Florida championships um uh, your your boy Pinkos based on power rankings has Bishop Moore by 14 in this game but um you know he does 14. a pretty good job with that but in some of these it doesn't doesn't those things don't really matter so i think I we're looking would, at I a good be, game coming up
1: i won't would, i wouldn't be surprised if we have a if we kind of close to have a maybe a repeat of what happened between a and Gaibie in 2012 where it came down to the final seconds
2: yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised if I saw that. Later on tonight, it's your 7-8 championship. St. Thomas, who uh, seems to be, uh, you know, every other year or, you know, one of those teams that's almost just always year. in the mix. Yeah. Um, the goal helmets are there. This week, um, I mean, your typical high school team activities, Lamborghini showing up with Nikes for all the kids. I mean, that happens everywhere, doesn't it?
1: Well, almost. Well, depending where you're at. <laughs> but if you're at the hand, you know you're not getting the Nike ro- the Lamborghini roll, Lamborghini rolled over.
2: Yeah, um, quite the event. Hope it's not a distraction for Aquinas. We need we we need to pile up some championships down here in South Florida, and I'm just speaking to our South Florida listeners here. But nevertheless, you know people don't know much about Vieira. And uh, according to Pinkos, this is not going to be a cakewalk for St. Thomas Aquinas. He has wow. him by a mere
1: one point. Well, at one point, and I think a lot of it comes back to, hey, Vieira's schedule. look at who Vieira has played this year. You know, Vieira has not played. You know, I mean, last year Vieira went 9-0 in, 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 the, in the regular season before they got blasted out of the playoffs by uh, Charlotte in the first round. But I think, you know, mm-hmm. there was a wake-up call for Vieira. It's like, hey, wait a second. In order to make it to this far, we're going to have to schedule tougher. Oh, here you go. They schedule Allen, Texas, of all teams that you we're talking about <laughs> I went yeah. like to here. You go, to play that of eighteen thousand people. You know, I was gonna. You know, that's that's kind of gets you ready. Kind of gets like, you
2: ready for this kind of exactly.
1: a game. exactly. And then and then and then look at what they play. They played Kathleen. They played. They played Cocoa. You know, what I mean, you're talking about another power in the state of Florida, Cocoa. Okay, and then you play Lakeland in the in the third round. You play, you go to Columbia. You go, you go six, you go five hours to Lake City, and you play and you beat you beat a team that is a, a more perennial power than Vera is. That's saying something. It's like, hey, wait a second, St. Thomas, you, 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 this is not going to take me a cakewalk. So it's not inconceivable not
2: that uh, St. Thomas would lose this football game for our South Florida listeners.
1: If if Yara pushes hard enough, St. Thomas might be going back home with that runner-up trophy instead. So they're they, yeah. they thinking they, they, they thinking Is these these players coming thinking they've won this game already? Mm-hmm. Looking at the opponent and looking at the record, they're the ones that are going to actually end up losing because the, that that mindset you cannot go into that game with that mindset because if they go into that mindset, they're done.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I tell you what, if St. Thomas were to happen to falter in this game, uh, we'd just blame it on Nike and their Lamborghinis and gold shoes, right? Can we just do that? Blame the big corporation?
1: Well, 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 you, you, you <laughs> could, but 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 you're to you, you have to go back and look and say, hey, you know what? Y'all come up with that mindset. You come in and thinking you're gonna run them over, and. We've seen that kind. Of, we we've seen that happen before. You know, them that kind of well. Mindset, you know, you know their, sun, yeah.
2: You, you, you know, in your state championships, you're gonna get some some upsets. You know, I'm obviously pulling for St. Thomas, as uh, you know, I was uh, an assistant for quite a few years under Roger Harriet. I have friends there on that staff, but uh, I think we're headed for a really good football game there tomorrow. we're uh, at, you know, have we seen this before? It's Central versus Armwood.
1: This is almost like Groundhog to- Day. What have we not seen this matchup? I mean, I'll tell you what now you yeah good grief. i i I've looked at the you know, I just look the comparables on the schedule we we debating. de debate I mean, shoot, the guys we were, we were all in the hotel room were debating this last night, we were debating this at dinner, you know it's like, okay, hey you know who, who's 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 gonna win this game. You know, and some people think, Oh, Armwood's undefeated fourteen and oh now they're gonna win this game, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, Yeah, Armwood the, the the best the best opponent that went furthest in the playoffs was Plant City. Plant City, okay, well who hasn't heard of Plant City? Really nobody. <laughs> in this particular yeah, point. no little offense to Plant City listeners who might be listening who <laughs> at the same time I just look at what Miami Central, you know, that schedule, you know, they they had to run the they had that rough patch at the start of the season, but you know, they've kinda of turned the Jets on, you know, in the playoffs. And I just look at it, and I think Miami Central's schedule has just been tougher. It's prepared them, and Armwood is going to probably uh, going to find realize like, wait a second, we're going to start scheduling a little tougher. And I think that you know that's a thing that aren't, that the knock on Armwood—they just not. Yeah, I think the trick for the
2: for these high school coaches is to somehow, some kind of way, not have your state championship game be the hardest game you've played all year. Now, when you're six A in the state of Florida, it's difficult to uh, schedule over the head of something like that, but. Um, at least have played a game or two equal to this. And for Armwood, they're running into their toughest, most physical, most athletic yeah, team yeah. right here in this state and I,
1: championship. And I think, in, in, see, for Armwood, they, they could schedule tougher, if so they could wiggle around a couple, like, a game or so. But mm-hmm. also, you've know, the other problem is Hillsborough County. It's all centralized funding. Our own scheduling is centralized. So, well, they tell you who to play. So, you know, that makes it really much more difficult on John Callahan and company trying to put a schedule together that that you know will challenge, challenge them a little bit more in in the in the scheduling department and i you know i mean you are playing teams that you're blowing out you I mean you, you you're gonna play these teams that you're gonna you know about maybe be three and seven teams each year that ain't that ain't preparing you enough for nothing and also, be honest, Josh, help me you, out with
0: something what what
2: team was that a couple of years ago where the cameras were in the locker room? and uh coach was giving the speech and said it was going to be a street fight, and, they, and the coaches stripped down to their bare backs. What team was that? I forgot. I thought I it was cannot,
1: hilarious. I, I cannot remember. It, it's,
2: man. I, I wish I, I had video of that. I'm going to have to go look it up, but I thought that was hilarious. It was a 6 a game, I believe, so uh, and they were yeah, going to play well, Central. Not-
1: well, I'll tell you this about Armwood. It's it's just it's just 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 you look at it and you see what they're doing. But you know, you got to give them credit for what they've done. It's just come back again to the scheduling. It's just I think you know this is yeah. going to be. I think it's a, it's a tough battle for Armwood. I mean, yeah, Armwood has beaten Miami Central before. Well, of course, you know everything's been you know those that kind of stuff has been stripped already. Right. Well, you know it's it you know I think for Miami Central is that they're going to join their company with. Uh, with, with, with uh, Booker T. Washington, Swanee, and North Florida Christian, the 1-4 straight, you know, they're going to join that rare company, you
2: know. Yeah, an amazing, an, an amazing accomplishment. Let's talk to the biggest of the big boys, and that's Class 8A. Um, Flanagan certainly handled their business last week against Columbus. I think everyone expected that one to be a war, pretty tight football game. Not the case. Flanagan exacted a huge measure of revenge and uh, sent Columbus packing. Does that make them an overwhelming favorite to uh, beat Osceola in that game you, tomorrow
1: night? You, you, you know, I, hearing Devin Bush Sr. talk on that conference call Monday, he's like, oh, I don't want to face Osceola. This is the last game we wanted to face. This is the game we don't want to mm. face. <laughs> he, he, right. he, I think he was looking forward to having West Orange because it's like, oh, know well, one, one's playing for a state championship game pretty much, and now, well, here you go. Here's Osceola, who's, who, who who basically got beat down by Aquinas last year, who's done mm-hmm. this, you know, made these runs to the state semifinals or state championship games over the years. You know, or, mm-hmm. hey, Flanagan, this is their first time, you know, getting to this particular point in a state championship game. I mean, they're not their first time making the run for state semifinal, though, but... Sure. I think, you know, but I think the thing that gives the planning the advantage to probably have to say it because this might make planning a one hit wonder in a lot of ways because it's all you know, the, you know, they're going to be graduating a lot of kids. Sure. Is that I, it, I think it's the defense in because then Osceola doesn't really throw the ball. Osceola runs, so if Osceola if they can shut if they shut Osceola's run game down, they basically throw it. so in Go win the game. It's over. Yeah, yeah it's, it's over. over. And, uh, listen, it's
2: idea. tough sledding. It's tough sledding against oh, yeah. that Flanagan defense. Uh, I mean, finding yeah. points, whether you want to throw it or run it, it's going to be extremely difficult. They've done a good job building a defensive culture over there at Flanagan, and it's um, it's kind of led the way there. Although the offense has come alive in the uh, final couple of weeks that we've had here, which really helps. It's It's the reason why they're here. They've been able to, you know, get points on the board and put distance between themselves and their opponents.
1: Oh yeah, and another thing—you look at Osceola, you look at that, and you, you, you kind of compare them to the team that we've seen the last three years. Before that was the you know, running a lot mm-hmm. of wing tea, running a lot of this, just, just triple, you know, the triple double, op, you know, triple options there. You know, they're just running the ball, they're just stabbing it down your throat. Yeah, you know,
2: that's um, pretty much
1: basically it, what Osceola is.
2: Yeah, if they get it, if if they can find anywhere there, um, if they can, you know, find a running room, then um it's going to be a very very long day but if you shut that stuff down then uh like i said they're in big 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 trouble uh well let's talk about what went down last week and as they always do they they do have a uh, uh you know a, a, an all-star team based on you know the play that went on from from the, the first weekend we did one of, of those, the championship
1: which we did one of those which we did one of those right there on the side which we did, but we did yeah, the weekend Yeah i'm taking a look team. at it
2: yeah, I'm taking I mean, a look at three. it right now. I'm going to run through these these scores, just the results here. Trenton 56-21 uh over Port Joe. 2A was uh University Christian 61 Cambridge Christian 16. 3A was uh Trinity Christian 30 American Heritage Delray 3 and Booker T for Juan Class 4A 43-23 over Reigns. Of those results I just read, which one surprised you the most? English.
1: You know what? I think I think the I think that four right game because I really you know Reigns should have had that lockdown. Reigns should have been thirty five seven. They should basically. I don't understand why Reigns didn't get the running clock. You know why why didn't they score? Go ahead and get the running clock on Booker T. Because that's what it should have happened. That's what hmm. should have happened. They let Booker T. Hang around in that tire game. That one just literally it's like how in the world do you let this team hang around? That it? it's basically you're clearly the better team. You showed it on the field, but when you're one in seven one of seven. In the red zone, well, guess what? You're going to lose the game. You can't put it wow. in for points. Well, you're going to lose.
2: Yeah, I mean, because uh, how many turnovers did they have in that game? How many times did Booker T turn the ball over?
1: Like three or four times at least. It, 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 but to, see, you know, Reigns, you know, for, it, 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 one of the things that helped Booker T. Reigns throwing a pick six, 100 yard return for a pick six. I mean, that that absolutely, mm-hmm. I think that, that 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 didn't help at all. That that hurt mm-hmm. big time.
2: Never does. <laughs> It's yeah, been no. my experience that never helps.
1: No, 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 it never does. No, and, and that's one of the biggest things right there that I think that that, that surprised me is that because I thought I thought on looking at everything that Reigns, yeah, Reigns is the better team. Booker T shouldn't have been here. You know, looking at the record, looking at things, Booker T got hot at the right time. Booker T did what they had to do, and then Booker mm-hmm. T just you know they they. They made Reigns pay for their mistakes, and you know I think you know. And then another funny thing is, is that you know looking back, it like it was very close. It was it was just a matter of points late, like, you know, midway through the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden, here's going Reigns bobbling the ball, just fumbling it right down, and boom, here goes. You're like one second you're seeing Reigns going rushing the one way towards the end zone, and the next thing you know, your book of two guys going the other way with the ball going scoring for a touchdown. I'm like. Well, well you're a guy really that was bad. there
2: you're a guy that was there live watching these games. How much yeah. of what went on with Reigns had to do with a total lack of experience by the those players of being in this situation?
1: I, I, I think some of it might have had to deal with it, but considering that I, I another thing is they don't really have a they don't really have a solid field goal kicker, which that also killed them right there because that's why they were going for it for four founds so many times in the red zone. It's like instead of kicking the field goals which would have helped they were just mm-hmm. going right for it. I mean, they were trying to do the thing, and Booker T's decent at that right moment. Just knew that they had to stand stand up and you know push them back, and that's what they did a lot of times. You know,
2: the smallest margin of victory out of these four games was twenty points in this one that we're talking about Booker T uh, versus Reigns. But all of, I mean, all of these games essentially were blowouts. What do you think? Uh, what, what do you think caused that? What's what, what do we attribute that to? That we you I know would have all these games being out. laughers.
1: Well, I think it's just a lot of it goes back to talent and how how the game is played, and especially in that Florida game, especially how the game was played. I think, I mean, both teams had talent, so I can't, I can't put the talent issue necessarily on that one. I think it's just how they get how the teams executed the game. But I mean, even I mean, Trinity Christian was just out outman American Heritage in terms of talent. I mean, even university, I mean, university Christian, same thing. I mean, especially Cambridge, you know they. Yeah, it was their first time in that in that particular game and then Trenton, you know, I mean it was a rematch from from week three game and Trenton just, you know, flexed their muscle. I mean, first quarter was competitive. That but score that. surprised
2: me though, the one A score. I did I didn't expect Trenton to, to to win like that versus Port Saint Joe, to be honest with you. Yeah,
1: I was just first quarter first quarter first quarter, Port Saint Joe led at the end of the first quarter and all of a sudden it was the Trenton Tiger show from the rest of the rest of the way.
2: Clearly, uh, that's <laughs> that's what ended up happening. I think it'd be disappointing if the 5A through 8A followed a similar course where you just had uh, complete blowouts like this. It feels like something was done wrong in the way you know we, th- you know the 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 brackets are constructed, uh, whether it's how we're doing the districts here or uh, you know the way the regions are broken down. Something's wrong if you get as many blowouts as we're getting here.
1: Yeah, and I I think it needs to go. Like I said, I think the district with the districts. We, you know, I think sometimes district play. You know, it's you know how many smaller districts don't help because then you get teams that all think we're, we're the best team in the world when you're really not. Because who have you played? You what know, I, mean, right. I mean, sometimes i think it was back, and then they start scheduling. Oh, it's like hey, let's schedule we schedule a, little, a cupcake so we can be ten and zero or nine and one, and then well, you know what? That doesn't really help you. I mean, no, not
2: at all. I mean, I mean, it gets you to Orlando, but you're 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 headed for embarrassment um, in in the biggest game of the year.
1: Yeah, and I've seen that quite a few times happen, where they you know they do that, and all of a sudden here they are in the biggest game of the year, and they get totally trounced. And, 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 and that's not what you, you know. But you think championship games should be good to help the two best teams playing each other. And sometimes it's not usually the case. Yeah, you know, the biggest.
2: Yeah, and you saw you saw all these games, and you know you you guys did a good job coming up here with the the uh, all state the all all championship team. I can't run through all the names here, but real quickly, offensively, um, from your recollection, who was the most impressive offensive player you saw in that first weekend of action?
1: Well, if you really want to, if you really want to, I give it to two players, which we ended up between the offenses and between the defenses and the team, That was Hassan Howell Jr. of University of Christian. And Ham Chevers or Trent, because both of them were actually both both of them on both sides of the ball were were just a, you know a, a force to be reckoned with you know for the teams. I mean, Hal ran and rushed for five of University Christian's nine rushing touchdowns. and University Christian racked up over 400 yards on the ground.
0: Passing mm-hmm. game
1: was basically zero. <laughs> that is,
0: right if you wanted to look right. at it that
1: way. I mean, it, you know, I mean the. The fact of that, you know, the, those two, those two players are just you know names that stand out real clearly because you know, of what they did, not just offense, but on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I mean, they were they were making their presence felt, and you know that's why you now you see you look at the scores and now you can say, yep, there's your reason why.
2: Yeah, yeah. Who was your most impressive defensive player out of this group that you've got listed here?
1: Well, uh, again, it goes back to those two players. But I, mean, it was just, I mean, wow, well, they
2: were they I, were that I, impressive, huh?
1: They were that impressive because because Chevers was able to do some intercepting. I'm saying how was able to you know do some other things as well. I mean, it's just it's you know you look at you look at what they've done. I mean, how I mean you I mean just I mean they had nine tackles one shot, four 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 tackles for loss one forced fumble one fumble recovery just alone. On defense, I mean Cheevers I mean Chiever's had to, yeah, two, two inter- intercepted two passes on Fort Saint Joe. So you know, scored three touchdowns on offense. So you look at it both sides. It's like wow. So you, you can't deny those two players. Where's feel, Ham yeah. Cheevers going to school? He's got several Division One offers, but they're smaller school Division Ones. I, I mean, at this point, I think he's still pretty much undecided still at this point. I probably we probably won't know until National Signing Day which way he goes with his with his. Uh, College choices, but I think what I've what I've heard is that it's probably leaning towards Marshall at this particular point.
2: Yeah, and Marshall's done a good job picking up some off the radar kids and you know turning them into pretty good players. And and so what's the recruiting story on on Howell?
1: how? How he's got? Well, I mean, he he's actually got. He's well, a he's junior. About I about I understand he, that, but well, actually, he's a senior. He's graduating this year. He's he should he'd be graduating. So he'll be the thing for him is that. For how, for, for how he'll he'll be. Uh, I mean, he's just got a lot of offers. I've been having to go back and pull up the sheet because he's got so many offers that, you know, i not. I think he actually may have already committed somewhere, but don't quote me on that because again, it's just a matter of pulling up the paperwork because I've got it sitting there. It's just I don't have everything open thick because I'm. To be honest with you, Dad, I'm sitting outside the hotel room because the other two guys are still sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the I'm committed. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm really committed.
2: Oh no doubt. There's no doubt about it that you're uh, that you're committed. I mean, you were there last week. You watched all four of the games. You're gonna watch all four games this week. At least you're. Uh, you, we might not get 54,000 there, but yeah, we got one no, consistent I, attendee.
1: Yeah, I think I think I think in my mind though is he, that is that there's going to be with the attendance. Yeah, we'll have a. We'll probably have a decent crowd for five a. Hopefully, seven a. With Vieira not being so far away from Orlando, there is there is talk that they want a lot of people. They want to make that trip over the sea Viera from Brevard County, so you know how all they have mm-hmm. just kind of hop on the beach line and they'll be in Orlando real quick, like. So, yeah, before we be, jump,
2: before we uh, before we jump on a, a little bit of an attendance talk here, just uh, Hussein how uh, roughly twenty twenty two offers here and some some pretty impressive yeah. names on here: West Virginia, Wisconsin. Uh, you know, UCF, North Carolina, Purdue. So he's got a pretty good offer sheet, has not com- has not committed to anywhere. So, um, yeah. but, you know, yeah, certainly I mean, someone to keep an eye.
1: And I think everything, if some teams will go, if, if some other teams that, you know, I may have not looked at him, go look at what he did in the state championship game, they may kind of look back, you know, say, oh, wait a second, maybe we ought to extend the offer to this guy maybe if we need him or something like that. I mean, I'm sure he'll probably get a few more offers before it comes national signing day.
0: So let's
2: talk uh, attendance. What? Give me an idea of what kind of. Uh, I don't know if you have a numbers from last week in its entirety, but what kind of uh, attendance? If you do, please share them with us. But what kind? What are we to expect roughly from uh, 5A through 8A in terms of attendance?
1: Yeah, I think I think 5A you could. I I, I would expect maybe 3,000 to 3,500 at this point. I mean, I would. Oh, I mean, I, I mean that's probably being. The, I might be lowballing it, considering I don't know how the how well the College Park neighborhood, which is the neighborhood that the Fisher sits just because you also got the it's people from Edgewater right away, Edgewater High, which is right across the street. Yeah, I mean, mm. we don't know how many people those might want to, you know, skip out and say, "Hey, we want to watch our neighbors play first day title." You know, right? You know, that might be a for interesting thing. Um, I mean, it could, that one number could be higher. People here They're talking about wanting to make a big trip over. and I mean, they're not that far. I mean, Melbourne's not really technically that far from Orlando. Just hop on the beach line near you're, you're in Orlando pretty much. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could can, I can probably see a decent crowd for that 7A game tonight, maybe a better one than I really would see in the last couple of years. I mean, mm-hmm. hopefully with 8A that Osceola will turn out a little, bit, a little bit bigger crowd this year, but I know that Flanagan – you know, Flanagan, been, what Blustein was telling me is that, like, yeah, you see the crowd there for the 1A game, a little bit of what, what Port St. Joe's side had, or no, it might have been the Trenton side or something like that. Mm. And he's like, yeah, that might be as much as what you get from Flanagan. I'm like, what, really? You don't think they would Man, you would anybody? think
2: uh, this is kind of going to be, as you, as you alluded to, a little bit of a one-time event for Flanagan. You, everyone and yeah, their mom should try and get yeah. out
1: there. Yeah, I mean, I think why, why why the whole why the whole city of Pembroke Pines show up?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And there should have been a yeah. grand send off for these guys, but you know, you know, it's South Florida. Uh, what are you going to
1: do? what and, and then the six A game, well, uh, it's Armwood Miami Central, and you think Armwood fans would travel the sixty some miles to Orlando? And a lot of them really don't. And it's like, yeah, that one that that six A game probably. I wouldn't be surprised if they said they announced and this is probably like two thousand. I mean, but it, 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 the problem and then here's all you know the whole entire thing is just you know it's just it's it's a little thing and from you know and I, I can't I can't say this I, like you know say this out there like officially but you know from what I have heard from you know through the and say through the grapevine this is the last year we'll be in Orlando unless they decide to do something else.
2: And, because of okay the, because what, of all the ball what, games
1: because of all the ball games there's all sorts of stuff going on now,
2: so what now what would what would happen? would we go that, back to uh, tallahassee that, Florida? Uh, you it well,
1: would it would be the- the f way everybody does this when it comes to state championship of site events is that when it's time to to put a put, a, put a, you know get, you know meet, meet a new contract for new players or something. They'll, they'll put a bid out, the thing that where they request bids, basically, from different host mm. cities, and, you know, the, whoever has the best bid and who has the best offer, you know, and they have the – That's they, what they roll like, with. Yeah, the proper bid, they roll, that's who they roll with. So, you know, gotcha. you know, Tallahassee comes in and says, hey, we have the – you know, if we want to do this, this, and this, and then, well, here you, know, you go, you got my – you got FAU, CFA, FAU. UCS could probably bet on this for all I know. Yeah, never, uh, did, why that not? Do that. I, mean, I mean, I'm – Actually, I kind of took a little trip over there that way last night towards the UCF. I mean, I'm like, you know what? Hey, if you make if you have to say championship games over there, I will. I think it. FAU
2: should throw their hat in the ring and make come up with a pretty damn good proposal. They've got a nice size stadium there that would probably uh, look pretty good with the kind of attendance you get. Um, they yeah. should. They should, you know – Make a strong bid to having the but, but, but the, the games, but Bright House
1: has got you know, to. The has got find a way to get those games on the cable carriers down there, because <laughs> that's the one. That's the most common complaint I keep hearing. I can't watch the games. Oh, I can't watch the. <laughs> I'm right
2: there. I'm I'm right there with you. We can't see these games. What sense does that make?
1: Well, that's that's the contract. But I mean, you you could you could stream it live for that that for that six ninety five for twenty four hours. As they, as they sing, yeah. So I know let's that, help. You know,
2: let's help our our listeners. How can they see these games tonight? Well, first of all, well, will any of them be on television?
1: Well, it depends where you're at. If you're along the if you're in the Central Florida corridor or in the small area in the Panhandle where Bright House serves, you'll be able to get the games on Bright House. If you're out in the pain handle or in the games cal area with Cox, you'll be able to get it on Cox. Those are the only two cable carriers in the state we know of that are carrying the game. Now if you want to watch it, you got this other option. You can stream it on live. It's bhsnlive.com. Live dot com and they, they from what my understanding is six ninety five for twenty four hour access to the streams.
2: Re- repeat that again.
1: What's 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 the website address? Okay. Okay. B H S N lives. dot com. Got you, and it's it's like a 6.95 fee to to stream the game on your computer or tablet.
2: Awesome. Uh, We're not going, but we gotta pay. I don't know.
1: No matter what. I don't know what. I don't even.
2: I don't want to head into another rant here, but that's just. uh,
1: Considering considering you're already paying the cable carriers for all this for for all these channels, I can't see the one game I want to see all year.
2: It's uh, it's, uh, it's amazing the thought process here, if there is indeed even one. Uh, from what you remember, what did we get for attendance for all of the games last year? A rough figure. What are we looking at? Somewhere around 20,000?
1: 20, 20,000 to 25,000. They, they combine once they have all the numbers. I have to look back, but 2000, I want to say that the best attendance ever was when they had him down in Miami for those two years mm-hmm. in oh five and 06. Then they had they had the best year the best year for Orlando actually came the first year they had in Orlando which was like 2007. So the attendance numbers have actually been on, more of a, on a decline. They've kind of slightly risen just the last couple of years, but they've been mostly on a decline ever since they came here. I wonder so, what
2: the reason is for that. I know. Uh, if getting back to the whole ticket thing, if you made it an event, uh, I'd be willing to pay thirty, maybe thirty five dollars.
1: The- I think. I think. And let me see I'll- all the
2: games for a weekend. Sure, why not?
1: Well, yeah, in my mind, why don't you just consolidate the schedule where you have all the state championship games over three days instead of two weekends? Hey we had come all on weekend, okay, yeah, you may say the one a through four a may have a may have a um a stretch of time where it's actually you know where it's where they, they, you know a week where, off they, they or something. have a a week off or something like that. Why? hey, everybody gets to come and play play this weekend Thursday through Saturday the schedule of the thing, and guess what the tickets you know what okay we'll have we'll have so many games. you know you'll have you have one day where you have, like, four games in the 3-3. Three three. Well, guess what? Hey, that ticket gets you in for the whole entire day. In my opinion for that, that would be good because then you're going to draw more people out. and you're going to have bigger crowds. And you're going to say, you know what? You're not going to have people sitting there watching at home on TV. They're going to be sitting there in the stands because guess what? They're getting a good deal on their ticket rate.
2: You can't tell me that the folks that had kids on Booker T's team that wanted to watch Booker T play. They're going to watch Booker T play come hell or high water. They're going to do what they got to do. They'll go up there on a a scooter or, you know, one of those hoverboards. They're going to get to Orlando to see the game. But you can't tell me they would not have a high interest in watching Central play. And the fact that you're separating these things in two weekends, you, you eliminate a big amount of that crowd.
1: You, you you do, and, and that's a, that's a, that's a big thing. Is that it, if, if it was all in one weekend with all eight games, it would definitely be a heck of a lot better in a situation in that situation of having, having crowds, having people there. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if that's the case, if you do it this way, guess what? You're going to make more in ticket sales than you are right now.
2: Yeah, well, I'm glad you broke that down for me cuz I announced that attendance of 54,300 and something for for the uh this the 5A game, Division 2 last year in Texas. And um, you know, a good amount a good reason for that is that um you buy that ticket and you're in for all of the games. So uh, probably a good portion of that crowd saw several games um not only that day but for the entire weekend. I mean, we got to make a push here, you know, Josh. We got to do something. Yeah. Let's let's restore some sanity to this thing. So yeah, know, it is.
0: Definitely. It
2: is what it is. Those kids deserve to get to that point and have a lot of noise at that stadium, um, and see it packed and uh, make a big play and remember that. I mean, for a lot of those kids, that's it. This is there's no more football for them in that shape or form. And, you know, they'll they'll be at the corporate football flag game, but this is it for them. Helmet and shoulder pads, and they deserve to uh, play in yeah, front of a, a pretty decent crowd.
1: Yeah, and then for a lot you know, for a lot of these kids, this is their last football game ever. They're they're hanging up the pads and cleats for for life. That's it. They you know this is it.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah. So uh, I guess something that we can hope for and put on the agenda my, there. My, well, my listen, man, I know you're gonna you're a busy guy this weekend. Game. You got four good football games to watch, and um, you know what? I think oh. we'll have you on next week to wrap it all
1: up. Yeah, just, and like I said, just in, in, in pray to the football, God that hey, we have some good attendance
2: here. <laughs> yeah, good attendance, good weather, good football games. Hopefully we don't have four blowouts, uh, kind of like what we had last yeah. week. We can have some pretty good football games. And, you know, I know we'll have some uh, spectacular individual, you know, efforts. You're always going to get that out of these kids down here in the state of Florida. So I'm looking forward oh, yes. to that. And uh, I'll try to find some kind of way to see these games. I feel like I'm in the 30s where you got to listen on the radio or something to the to the World Series.
1: (laughs) Right there, yeah, on the old transistor radio.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, there you go, there you go. Well, Josh, man, I appreciate you uh, taking some time out in your schedule to uh, talk to us about this, about these championship games.
1: Appreciate it, Chad. Have a good one.
2: All right, you too. All right, very interesting information there from uh, Josh. This guy, that guy's diehard, um, a very dedicated guy to high school football here in the state of Florida. Appreciate having guys like Joshua Wilson and Larry Bluestein and some others who've been around this game for quite some time, and they're dedicated to it and uh, really try and shed and shine some light on uh, football here in the state of Florida. Because I'm really serious about that. It's uh, I, I think the, with the amount of work these kids put in uh on the game of football practicing it and you know the amount of passion they show in it they deserve to uh have attention paid to them and so some serious suggestions need to be made to, to the FHSAA with regards to how the games are televised and just what they're doing with ticket prices and uh and the packages that they put together i mean let's stop being bush league here in the state of Florida you know we're bush league on everything if you've been through Miami International Airport you know what i'm talking about uh, I mean it is a great place to live and come down on a vacation but this just we're just so ass backwards on some things it drives me completely nuts. Come on, FHSAA, let's get it together. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be back for the final segment of the Gridiron Stud show. Stay with me.
0: Hey, hey, hey! Do you love fantasy sports? Do you love money? Do you love excitement? Well, get ready, because you may have found your heaven. FanDuel has combined all of these great things into one amazing website. Turn your love for sports into money and excitement with one week and even one day fantasy leagues with a chance for enormous payoffs. FanDuel pays out over $10 million dollars in winnings weekly to its members. That's right, $10 million dollars. One member has made over $600,000 playing in their league. Another customer entered a one-day contest for $25 dollars and get this, cashed out $25,000 dollars that day. FanDuel even offers a 100% money-back guarantee. Sign up now and join a league. If you don't absolutely love it, they'll give you your money back. You can enter leagues for as little as $1. For a limited time, FanDuel is offering a 100% deposit match bonus to Gridiron Studs show listeners. That's right, they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to $200. What more can you ask for? Just head over to FanDuel.com right now and enter the promo code Studs when you sign up. But you better hurry. The match bonus is going to end soon. Just head over to FanDuel.com and enter the promo code Studs. Do it now!
2: Back for the final segment of the Gridiron Stud Show here on a Friday, Friday Night Lights. as uh, several states wind down their uh, high school football season and crown the champions, state of Florida being one of them. You know, we do this half one week, half the other week type deal. So Class 5A through 8A goes down this weekend, starts at 107, as we were informed by Joshua Wilson from FloridaHSFootball.com. 107 is the start time. If you happen to see this uh, on television in the state of Florida, consider yourself lucky. Uh, others of us will have to consider uh, we want to pay six ninety five to have it streamed live on our computers. Yep, that's what we are down here. Let me run out to the phone lines and take a call. Caller, are you on the Gridiron Stud show? What's
3: happening, man? What's happening?
2: Uh, I'm just here wondering why we have to be so bush league in this state for crying out loud. You want to see the state championship games? You got to go buy it on a computer unless you're in one of these remote areas of the state where you they carry Bright House Network. Good grief. And how
3: many how how many uh, families in Florida that don't have computers?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, you'd like to think everyone has one, but the reality is that they don't and uh, for many of the players that will be playing in this game, you probably have households where there aren't computers. So you you know, you're gonna have to go to the to the library or something like that. I just uh well, find, find Lester, someone in just,
3: the neighborhood with a smart T V.
2: <laughs> it drives me absolutely that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So um, today, yeah, I, if I wanted to, Les, if I wanted to, I could see the state championships for Texas. I could see the state championships for Georgia and Massachusetts. I can see all that on my television today. But my state, state of Florida, no, no, I can't. I can't watch the games.
3: They're not televising the state championship.
2: Look. No, it's been the the contract has gone to Bright House Network, which is in like uh, eleven uh, homes in the state of Florida. Unbelievable.
3: So Bright House has wants the money, so they want you to to buy Bright House in order to
2: get the game. Yeah, nothing bright about Bright House. Nothing bright about the state of Florida and uh, allowing this, you know, cable company to be the exclusive rights owner to the broadcast. So,
3: oh my right, god, I'll have That's to consider
2: whether I want to pay six ninety five to have it streamed on my computer. Um, which I plan on, you know, I plan on working on my computer. So how does that work? Right. I'll be working on my computer during during these games. So what am I going to do? Flip between screens? It's idiotic. Who th- who who's doing the thinking up there? These are our elected officials.
3: Hey, you know, in all these states, you gotta you gotta question the um, the the, the uh, mental understanding of the game of football by people who probably never really played it. And they're just they're just not in it for the kids anymore. They're in it for the money. Aren't
2: elected officials uh, there to serve like the community, the the you know the good interest of the community? I mean, these people not, went not to school either. for several years to be politicians. What the, what the what are we doing?
3: I don't think you have politicians running the high the high school athletic leagues. Well, but, in know. the state
2: of Florida, it's kind of uh, like an elected commission. Um, you know, it's it's one of those type of deals, and so that's is making the decision here. You have to get elected
3: here. by the state in order to be a, a, a football commissioner.
2: Well, you know, I, and I might be ro- I might be wrong on this currently, but there's the Florida High School, uh, you know, Association, the FHSAA, that runs the sports in this state is uh, is or was run by the state government. So in, you know, some kind of quasi way, you know, you're kind of elected to do this thing. Either way, it sucks wow. what we've got going on here. First of all, the championships are broken up into two separate weekends, class 1A through 4A last weekend, then this weekend 5A through 8A. Uh second of all, you got to if you, you you buy a ticket to a game, you don't get to watch the game that comes after it on that day. You have to exit the stadium after the game and then to get back in to, to watch the next game, you got to pay thing. some more money you got to buy another damn How ticket. Much
3: it? That, How much is the ticket? Uh,
2: fi- $5? 15, $15. $15 less. So let's say you're per a family game. of five per game, my friend. So, you know, say you're a family of five, you know, from a lower-income class or even a middle-class area of South Florida 90, that makes the drive up there that's got to get gas, that's got to get a hotel room and all that. You're going to ask me to... Chunk out seventy-five dollars per game for my whole five to get in, get lost. I'm in my car and I'm out after my kids' game. Stupid.
3: Wow, wow. I can get
2: middle schoolers to put together Amazing. a better plan than
3: this. Amazing. And then on top of that, Amazing. I'm gonna go home.
2: I, I I can't even get the game on TV if I go somewhere. So, hey, man, what what do you want me to tell you? These people. Amazing.
3: Amazing. Yeah, they just dumb they so just you know pe-
2: Well they're not. But it's not even smart from a business standpoint.
0: Not like I thought. said,
2: you know, during thought. the broadcast, you know, okay, maybe you lose out on an extra fifteen dollars per person, but they're not gonna come in anyway, most of them. But while I'm there, I'm gonna buy a hamburger, I'm gonna buy a hot dog, I'm gonna buy a drink, I'm gonna buy peanuts, I might buy a T shirt. And for if nothing That's else exactly. your T V shots or your live stream shots are going to show people in the stands for crying out loud! Thank God we got good wow. athletes down here. We don't. We're not getting yeah. anything else right with this high school football thing. And then, you know, you wonder why your coaches want to bolt out of the state because the most you're going to make as an assistant coach down here is two grand. You're stipend. Yeah. For the yeah, you know thirty it. hours a week that's you put in.
3: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
2: That's same, it, state man. of Florida that's for you, same. baby. I know you came from Texas. They love their football there. And I don't know if you were listening, but uh, I, I, you know, I found something online where in 2013 the attendance to the Class 5A Division II, I believe it was, the attendance for that particular game was 54,300 plus. We'll yep. get for that's all that's eight different. classifications combined. Less for all eight classifications combined through the two weekends, we'll get about 20 or 25,000. So, wow. One one game they doubled us down here. Um, and then this, uh, some of that's from stupidity. A good amount of it just four well, I mean, in I mean, this
3: state, this state final games are five, you know like five or ten bucks too. I mean, but that's Texas, man. Shit, Texas. They gonna travel. They gonna see their yeah. kids.
2: Yeah, I know that I mean, there's a tremendous amount of passion. I don't expect Florida to equal that. I don't expect Florida to get the state of Florida to get 50,000 people uh, as it stands right now to one particular game. But you can certainly get more than the 5,000 you're probably going to get. You know, maybe if you did some things smarter, you can get 10 or 15,000, which looks a whole lot better in the Citrus Bowl than 5,500 people which drives me nuts right. but nevertheless the way that it is let me eliminate michigan state's bowl game uh from this whole you know you're fan so i know you're going to be biased let's eliminate the alabama michigan state game what bowl game are you most looking forward to in this season
3: <laughs> uh uh you know i i'm very interested in the michigan florida game and uh mm-hmm. you know not to be not to have you be biased but i mean I, I need to see how how Jim Harbaugh is gonna finish, and I wonder what is it about Florida's offense that needs to make them run. Yeah, you got to be interested,
2: so, Florida fan or not, to see if they can move the ball and get it in the end zone. It's been a while.
3: A wow, while. like what is wrong? I don't get. Yeah. It. I mean. The quarterback is very athletic. He seems like a smart kid. I just don't get it. I'm like, I watched two or three games. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, they they just put the defense, you know, against the wall. Like, look, dog, we need y'all to at least score once. You're like, damn,
0: for real?
2: Yeah, hey, special teams, you get yours. Defense, you get yours. And we'll get ours, and hopefully that'll be enough. And to be Good honest point. with you, if that was if that was accomplished in the uh, SEC championship game, they might have won.
3: Man, that's horrible. That is horrible. Yeah, I mean, no, that's and the and state I mean, of affairs. You, you got they got they got to figure out something because that don't make any sense. And then, and if it's not the offensive linemen that make a mistake, I mean, I mean, what is it? I mean, he's getting. Blocked.
0: Oh, it's
2: a it's probably a combination of things. You know, a lot is falling on the shoulders in the in the public eye and the media on Trayon Harris, and there are some limitations there. Um, so, you know, maybe rightfully so, he needs to take some blame. Um, but you know, you've got a young offensive line. Yeah, he's he's there's limitations there. When you're five ten or eleven at quarterback, there's, you're not going to be able to do everything. So, who knows? Who knows? Um, Out. He is. He's he's five eleven. He's my height. He's around that. So um, it's tough, it's tough to play that position at that height. So um, they need to yeah. They
3: need to recruit some. Well, Johnny Manziel did well. Wh- why are you saying that?
2: Johnny Manziel did. Russell Wilson, you know, did. And, and who knows? Maybe if there was another year that you had to go with Trayon Harris you do ultimately find exactly this you got to remember this situation was thrown upon them there was no preseason to actually put together some legit plans as to what you wanted to do you didn't have a period there where you say all right he can he can do this and he can absolutely not do this other thing um so it was kind of thrown in their lap if we can sit here and make excuses but nevertheless uh it is what it is you got 3 weeks 4 weeks to figure it out
3: Aren't we aren't we former athletes where where that we understand the game and we can transition our offense to run plays that will help him be successful? I mean that's yeah. What I don't want to do. take What's anything it?
2: away though. Both of us have coached, right? Um, so First. there's what you see in a game, and then there's what you've observed in practice. That kind of shapes what it is you want to do on game day. You think he could do on game day? So I'm always cautious not to take that factor away from a coach because we we're all smart sitting on our leather couch at home. Um so maybe there's some things they're seeing in practice that are, you know, shaping how how they call the game, but um yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. If I cut those two games out, obviously I have an interest in that. You have an interest in Michigan State. I you know what? I'm interested in 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 two games in particular. Um seeing what Miami's defense will do against Washington State's wide open spread passing attack, their air raid. Um, although the Sun Bulls never never really kind to, to the University of Miami. Uh, the last trip there was the last time they changed the coach. Isn't that ironic? Al Golden yeah. came in uh, after that. Um, I do also want to see, um, you know, I'm, I'm lying. There's three games I want to see. I want to see North Carolina and Baylor. I want to see that one. That should, be, and, that should be a good game. And then can Texas Tech, with the worst – rush defense in all of college football in Division FBS, um, can they do anything at all to stop Leonard Fournette in their game against LSU? I, I want to see that.
3: That, that, that's, that should be a gasser.
2: Yeah, I, you know, you got LSU's rushing attack against Texas Tech's um, defense, if there is one, and then you've got Texas Tech's wide-open passing attack against uh, LSU, who's uh, what is one of two teams claiming to be DBU? Well, you
3: you would think uh, Klingler would would have um, recruited some, Kingsbury. some men. yeah,
2: Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, Kingsbury. You would have thought he would recruit some men, but he recruited some oh, all bunch of pretty boys because you know he he a handsome young man himself. So, I mean. Mm. If, if you're not tackling,
2: yeah, they're all finesse gonna, over there, man.
3: How you gonna win games if everybody avoiding, you know, hitting somebody? I mean, he'll tell you uh, we want work.
2: enough. We want enough games to be uh, in this bowl game here against LSU. That's what he'll tell you. And it's a Texas bowl, well, so they might have a little bit of advantage in in terms of. Well, not really, well, because you, it's the Houston well, bowl right next, right next next to. <laughs> True. Right? True. Okay.
0: I mean, who hey, else it is what it so is,
2: man. They're in a bowl game. That's all Texas Tech can really hope for when a season Ugh. begins. Will Florida State man, care horrible. enough about the uh, Chick-fil-A Bowl, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, when they take on Houston? You know Houston's going to care. This is, this is big for them. But will Florida State care? You, you know
3: what? Honestly, I think what's going to happen is that Florida State get into the game. And they find themselves in a dogfight after the first quarter, or down. You know, it may it may wake them up. I mean, they got a veteran quarterback, you know, in Golston, and they got some players who, you know, if if it wasn't for Winston going to the NFL, they'd probably still be one of the top college football teams in the state or the country. Um, sure. It might, it might. I don't think Golston's your starter in this fans, game, so. though. I think I think they're gonna go with the McGuire kid. Well, I mean, just even his leadership skills—he's gonna play in the game. He's gonna play in sure. the game. If they wind up, I'm sure they'll have some kind of
2: package for him, right?
3: Well, I mean, if they wind up getting their their hands their butt handed to him, they may say, "Man, we need to go to guy. You know that, that that you know that can run his offense for, for a minute. You know, I mean, give him a quarter. Right? And you never know. Could get him back in the game. Who knows? Because Houston gonna come play. Them Texas boys ain't try They they they're coming.
2: I think the best non championship game uh in my opinion is Notre Dame and Ohio State. two teams that very well could have been in the final four
3: That should be an interesting game um you know Ohio State has a lot to prove or you know and then they're going against the Golden Dome, so you know that that should be an interesting game I mean, I look <laughs> forward to it
2: yeah, um, and that's that's Definitely one to see. And then also also Northwestern, a team that I think has been underrated all season long, no one really paying attention to Northwestern. It's uh, one of the intelligence schools. They're playing Tennessee, and, uh, you know, Tennessee's trying to inch their way forward to relevance in the SEC. Um, a big part of that will be winning this game. It's going to be tough for Tennessee to be taken seriously if they lose to Northwestern, but it could very well happen. Northwestern plays some pretty outstanding
3: defense. Well, Pat's team are always gonna play defense. Uh, you know, Pat's, Pat is a, a what you call a blue a, a blue collars. You know, a coach. He's tough on his kids. You got a very intelligent group of kids that really play. You know, heart solid football. And I've always mm-hmm. liked Northwestern because I sent a basketball player there. So you know, it's one of the schools that you don't wanna you don't wanna play in a ball game because when they get up a ball game, it might be tough on you, no matter if you're SEC team, ACC, ACC, or Pac-12. You know, they're going to come Yeah, play. I thought
2: myself uh I was going to be a journalist, and uh so Northwestern is the place to be for that, and that's kind of of a place that I wanted to go to out of high school. uh Unfortunately, my my first two years of high school did me in on that, so uh yeah. i got a little rooting interest. Their linebacker, Anthony Walker, played on our 7-on-7 team, South Florida Express, and uh, he made first team all Big Ten, so I'm looking forward to seeing him play in this contest. And, you know, you coach long enough, you end up with uh, interest in every one of these games because you got kids everywhere. So uh, bowl season's here, man. Can you believe that? Looking forward to these games and, um, you know, watching two teams I didn't see all year playing a bowl game uh, hosted by a company I've never heard of.
3: Which game is this?
2: Uh, there's several of them because we've got 97 bowl games now. You think FanDuel or DraftKings will uh, host the bowl ever? <laughs> they just got a very vicious ruling just now. Uh, State of New York yes, says they it, can't it, do business there.
3: If if if, uh, if they don't get indicted.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's getting nasty for them. I mean all because you, of an, you, all because an employee went and won some money and decided to boast about it. Donut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty dumb. You crashed the whole empire. They probably don't care though. I think the employee won like three hundred thousand dollars. They're good. They're golden. Oh, ain't
3: nothing so, wrong with that. It is. It is. what it is. How you can, that's how you. That's crazy how you can create uh, um, sports marketing betting with 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 and put intelligence guessing into um, a game. I mean, you put your two hundred dollars mm. in, and someone wins three hundred thousand or one million, and all, you're like, man, mm. for real very yeah interesting, it, very
2: it, interesting. it's a it's a what it, a wonderful time can, to be alive
3: it, and you can do it without the sports books. I mean, the sports books was like shit, they take a lot of our money,
2: <laughs> oh you know they're you know they're one of the major lobbyists against uh you know daily fantasy. I can tell you right now they're huh. doing everything behind the scenes and using all the dollars that they can to get Daily Fantasy shot down out of the sky. You could best believe that. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's a nice little okay. war going on. But anyway, we're going to have to leave it at that. Uh, appreciate you coming on. I'm wrapping this bad boy up. Going to start the weekend early.
3: Absolutely. So, you know, enjoy your weekend. Have a good time with your family, man. And uh like your board, man. All right. Same to
2: you, man. Appreciate it. That's uh, one of our top callers, the top caller that we have here on the uh, Gridiron Stud Show, Les. And uh, that's going to be all for me here. Hey, it's been a great week, a solid week. Gotten you just like we do every week. Gotten you ready for the high school football. There's no college football going on this week, but we touched a little bit on the bowl situation. And uh, also... Uh, got you ready for the NFL games coming up. So we're, we're all done here. Recruiting Roundtable on Wednesday. And, again, if this is your first time listening to the show, you can always go to gridironstudsshow.com. That's gridironstudspluralshow.com. And uh, you can get a link to all of the previous shows, all the archive shows. So have at it. Go over there. Check them all out. Listen to us. And if you love the Gridiron Studs show, tell a friend, because the more the merrier. We appreciate you listening. And uh, you enjoy your weekend. I'm going to enjoy mine. And until Monday, thanks for listening.
0: Can you picture what will be so? To so all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges?